Wonderful job, choir. Okay. A beautiful arrangement of flowers. Right before us with the... A while ago on our, in our prayer time, looking up at those, uh, the little dew is just glistening on. Of course, I know it was rain as it came in today. Um, but we appreciate Miss Edna. This is from her yard, and I guess Mr. Truett had something to do with it. But uh, we appreciate them sharing... Um, Oh, yeah, he had to pick them. Well, somebody has to pick them. And then Janet, she had to arrange them, so. And she come in like a whirlwind and trying to blow the rain off, but it looks good. Thank you so much. I love to have an arrangement of flowers, even if they're old ones. Okay, I hope that you've uh, enjoyed this morning, and uh, we want to look into God's Word. About 38 years ago, this portion of God's Word began to speak to my heart, and Matt can relate to this because close to 38 years ago in a homiletic class, preaching class, you had to preach a sermon. And uh, in those days, I don't know if Matt had to go through this part or not, but they put you on camera, and you preached before your class. Your class graded your happy birthday, Tracy. Um, you had to preach before your class. And they videoed it. And then the next day, the, the student body, though, those who were in that class, would turn the papers in of how they graded you. And then, you got, then they would play you on video, and you got to watch all your mannerisms and what have you. And you were graded on that. And this is a portion of Scripture uh, that I used, but I did not preach the sermon I'm going to use today, okay? I don't know where that one is. I, I would love to locate it. Uh, it probably wouldn't be worth preaching today, but um, that was quite an experience then. But I just wanted to share that with you concerning this portion of God's Word. If you have that portion looked up by now, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. <clears throat> Having therefore, brethren, <clears throat> boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God. Here's what he asked us to do. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Lynn, would you lead us in prayer? <coughs> Amen. There is a little shortcut. Uh, that eliminates several traffic lights and heavy traffic that people use, especially in the morning on their way to work. There's only one house on the road, and a lady lives in that house. And she came in from work this particular evening. They were putting up signs, and the signs were reading, Road Closed. She's thinking, Closed? Well... She eased around and the man putting up the signs motioned to come on. 
She got into her house, she began to think, road closed, my goodness, what are they going to do to my road? Well, equipment began to show up. And it was very evident they were supposed to do some big work. And she's thinking, man, road closed, how am I supposed to get in? How am I supposed to get out? Where should I park my car? Should I park it to the end of the road? How am I going to get over this? So she begins to go out and, and she walks down to where the signs were. And under one of the, road, one of the signs where it said road closed, there was a smaller sign that said residents only. She thought, wow, that's me. I'm the only one on this road and they're going to allow me to come in and out. And so, you know, all the panicking uh, that she did was useless. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many of us, we panic when we hear something or we see a sign or we read something. We just panic automatically. Just, we just lose it right there. Instead of stopping and thinking, now, how should I react? Okay? Uh, she could have been raking these boys out, uh, trying to find out how she's supposed to get to her house, but she went on, and then when she went back, she read, a lot of times we call it fine print, that simply read, residence only. In the Old Testament, access to the Heavenly Father was not to everyone. The Holy of Holies was behind curtains, and only the priest was allowed in there, and only he was allowed in there once a year. I thank God today that my Lord, when he died on the cross, that that curtain, that veil, was torn from top to bottom, opening up access for residents only. I praise God for that event. Yes, it must have been a horrible death that our Lord went through. But what he went through, he went through for us. And having that veil opened up to where you and I can go to the Holy of Holies, to God Almighty, without going through anybody and asking for forgiveness, pouring out our hearts, offering up our petitions to the Lord and he so graciously hears us. He said he hears the cries of his children. Now because of Christ's sacrifice for our sins those that love him and follow him the door is open. I want you to understand this morning that the door is open to the whosoever. Who is the whosoever? Whosoever come. Whosoever come. So the door is open. I want to just share four brief little things with you. The door is open today, first of all, um, for those who practice honesty. I want you to look back at the scripture there. Uh, verses 19 to 21. Having therefore brethren. He's talking to Christians here. Having therefore brethren. Boldness. That word boldness means bravery. That word boldness means courage. That word boldness means fearless determination. You see, it takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes determination to serve the Lord. And when we have sinned, it's to go to God and ask for forgiveness. You know, I, I, I refer to that to my daddy, Okay. When I'd wronged my daddy, it was my place to go to him and say, I'm sorry. 
It wasn't for him to come say, son, you know you wronged me. Now you need to, you need to tell me you're sorry. No, I went to him and he would say, it's okay, I love you. God's the same way. He's wanting his children to come and ask for forgiveness. Don't, don't be so backward and so, have such pride and, and say, well, I don't know what people might think if I go to the altar. You know, it's amazing sometimes when people come to the altar, everybody's looking up, what are they doing up there? Well, they may be praying for you. Hello? They might be praying for you. You know, our attitudes is rotten sometimes. I mean, rotten. To the point they stink. I know sometimes Lynn will say, something in this kitchen is stinking. Well, I begin to immediately think about three things, okay? There's either dead rat, and I hope it's not. But if it is, I hope I can get it out before she sees it. <laughs> or there's a rotten tater, or a rotten onion. I mean, all three of them, it's not something you want to go to bed with, right? It's not something you want to eat in the presence of. And so we want to get rid of it. We want to get it out because it will affect everybody else. So our attitude, you go, you know, goes a long way. When we think of this, this, this honesty, when we look back at Scripture, boldness, to do what? Enter the holy, holiest by the blood of Jesus. Listen, that is our access. Through his blood, we have access. And I'm thinking, hey, look at verse 20. By a new and living way, not a dead way, but a living way, which he hath consecrated. He dedicated that way to us through the veil. As I said, that was torn. In the scripture, when it says from top to bottom, I'm thankful it was from top to bottom. Had it been from bottom to the top, Man would have went in and tried to tear it open where they could have gotten in there. But it was torn from top to bottom and only God could tear that veil apart and open up a place for you and I to come for refuge. Verse 21 says, and having a high priest over, listen to what it says, notice what it says. Having a high priest over the house of God. Listen, as the pastor our deacons, we're not over the house of God. It's our high priest. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello? I mean, nobody's before him. He wants to be first. Matthew 6, he says, Seek ye first, not second, not third, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Well, if we're going to be honest, if, we're the, if the door is open, if we're going to be honest, that means we're going to have to be truthful. I, I just despise to be around somebody that I know is, is lying. I despise to be around somebody that I know when they're telling me something, it's not true. And I'm thinking, why do you want to tell this? Because if they tell me a lie, okay, they tell it to me one way, and they get somewhere else and they go to lie again. They don't tell it exactly the way they told it here. And then I'm, I'm hearing this person say, hey, did you hear what so-and-so said? I said, no, what did they say? And they tell me, and hey, it's not anything like it. Truthfulness is important. If we're going to be honest, if we're going to go through this door that is open, honesty, truthfulness, being sincere with one another, upright with God and outright with man. Listen, you can't be... Uh, not, not be outright with man and be upright with God. 
The Bible, the Bible says that, you know, I've never seen God. How, how can I say I love him when I can't love the brethren? Outright with man and upright with God. Are you reliable? I'm honest, man. I'm honest. Are you reliable? Do you do what you say you'll do? Does our, our video match our audio? You know? Reliable. Fair. Genuine. Faithful. You want to walk through that door? You got to be all these. You got to be all of these. And if you're not all of these, work on it to get to the point that you are truthful and sincere and that you're upright, reliable, fair, and genuine and that you are faithful. You can be counted on. So honesty is the first thing if you're going to go through this door. Well, listen, the door is open also to those who would be obedient. I want you to look at verses 22 and 23. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled, in other words, having our hearts purged, cleansed from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Okay? Now, there's nothing special about baptismal water. It's just water. Just pure water. But being baptized is saying, hey, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in his death, his burial, his resurrection. I believe all of that. So therefore, I follow the Lord. The door is open. Listen, it is open for obedience. Uh, I believe it's Mark 16, 16. says, he that is, he that is, uh, uh, is believed and is baptized, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Okay, what do you do, preacher? The thief wasn't baptized. What, did he have an opportunity? No. Sometimes people, before they are baptized, they've already made a commitment, but before they're baptized, they may die. Did they make it? Certainly. The opportunity, if the opportunity is there and you don't take it, then you, my friend, will have to answer for that, Okay. I'm not saying that you won't go to heaven if you haven't been baptized, all right? But obedience is important. Don't let something stand in the way of you being baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Get it right. Be obedient to the Lord. He wants us to. If you're going to be obedient, listen, you'll be respectful. You'll be respectful. You know, we need to respect everybody in here. Nobody in here needs to be disrespected. We all need to be respectful. We need to be loyal. And we need to, we need to yield to the will of God and be sub, be, submit ourselves to the Lord. You know, Jesus submitted himself to the cross. He submitted himself to death. Why shouldn't we submit and be obedient? In other words, we, we hear it and hear it, surrendering. Okay? Give up. You know, when things aren't going well for the outlaw, what do they do? They throw out their gun and stick their hands up. I go, don't shoot! <laughs> I got my hands up. Surrendering, giving it up, giving it all to God. Listen. Listen to this. <clears throat> this is not a workplace. This is a worship place. Now, you might get by in the workplace, 
for bawling or chewing somebody out, but this is not the place for it. You have a beef with somebody, don't do it inside here. You go outside and get out of here. You got to take up something with somebody. It don't need to happen in here. This is not a workplace, but a worship place. It's because we come together to sing and to give and to, and to praise God and to and hear His word. The door is open. The door is open for honesty. The door is open for obedience. But verse 24 says the door is open for somebody who's watchful. Look at verse 24. And let us consider one another to provoke. The word provoke there means to excite. Unto love and good works. We ought to be exciting when we see, hey, I don't know who all worked yesterday. I was not here, but I praise God for you. The work is paying off, okay? All the hard work you did. When I, drew, I couldn't wait to get down here this morning to see what it looked like. All the shrubbery in place and, and the mulch in place. Everything's just looking so good. And it's contributions from everybody who wants to do it. Because the door's open. <clears throat> I would never tell somebody, oh, we got all the help we need. Mm-mm. No. Not going to say, we got all the help we need. You just be in the way. That's the way some people's attitude is. Any use you come, you just be in the way. There was a man, Travis Waldrop. Many of you may have remembered Travis. He was a, a faithful, faithful member of Earl's Grove Church. But basically, he only had one leg that was any good. He was on crutches everywhere he went. He'd come right up them steps on crutches without help. We were getting ready for our first bricklaying mission, or one of our first bricklaying mission trips to Ohio. And I was pleading from the pulpit, we need people to go to help work, what have you. Only one, Travis, come to me. He said, Kenny, you know I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. You see me in the shape, I can't do nothing. But I, he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. He said, if you let me go, I'll take my camera, I'll make videos, I'll make pictures, and on top of that, I'll drive and you can sleep. He did, and I did. Drove me all the way to Ohio. Made photographs, videos of all the brickwork everywhere he'd go. Have a camera hanging here and a video camera here, and here he'd come on them crutches. He contributed. He did something. But still today means a lot to me. He said, I will drive you. Watchful. Watchful. That's, that's, that's verse 24. Watchful. What does watchful mean? Are we to be watchful here? Well, certainly are. We have people in the parking lot now. We have people in the building over there on guard against Satan's crowd because they will show up. So what are we to do? If we're going to be watchful, we've got to be alert. We got to be alert as to what's going on. There was another situation one Sunday evening. I think this was in the evening. I was preaching away, and a lady about midpoint there just all of a sudden slumped over. Hey, boy, people was around her just like that. She had—I I can't remember—it was Cleo. I, I think she was having a stroke or uh, or something. She just slumped over. And people within seconds was all around her administering help to her. Why? Because they were alert. 
as to what's going on. I come within, I'm not afraid to say, seconds of choking to death in the fellowship hall at Earl's Grove one work day. We had gone in to eat and we were sitting there eating. I got choked. I knew I was choked. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't breathe and I was about to go over and I jerked the chair out and I ran outside and I heard somebody say, he's choking. David Manley grabbed me and began to do the Heimlich hug on me. I mean, it was horrible. But if he hadn't have been alert, I'd have died. Just that simple. He wrote a note. I still have it in my Bible today. He said, preach every sermon as if it were your last. Being alert is important. Listen, if no other reason, being alert to Satan, be alert to somebody who might be under conviction and you might want to just lean over and say, could I pray with you? They may say, I I need to go forward, but I, I I will go with you. Be alert to everything that's going on around you. Listen, you're not here by yourself. The door is open for everyone, but sometimes people just won't move unless they need a, some of them need a nudge. Some of them need to be helped. And so we need to be alert. Listen, not only do we need to be alert when we think of being watchful, we need to be a witness. I mean a witness. You say, I just can't tell people about Jesus. Well, you can give a track, can't you? Again, their coin's still over there. You hand them a coin. Let them look at it. Say, hey, you know who that is? You say, that's a dumb question. No, it's not. You believe there's people in Oconee County right now that don't know Jesus? They have no clue. They're lost. They're on their way to hell. Can you not give them a coin and say, do you know who that is? And you're going to be able to say, that's God's son. That's what we have an image. That's the man's image of Jesus. We don't know if that's what he looked like, but that's what we think he looks like. Do you know him? No, I don't. Would you like to know him? I have a pamphlet right here that'll help us go through that. You know, I haven't timed it, but it's just a matter of minutes. When I roll up to the the fillings gas station to put that little card in, pull it out, put my code in, and start the gas. And most of the time, there's somebody on the other side doing the same thing. How much trouble is it just, hey, sir or ma'am, I want to give you something. I want to give you something. You hang it out there. I have not been refused yet for somebody taking a coin. Real simple. We need to be a witness, y'all. If we're going to be watchful, you see, the way of the Lord is doing the will of God. And when we think of, I think about his, his will, I think about it's his way, it's his work, it's not my way, it's not his work. It's his. It's called the will of God. If you don't know what it is, you need to find it. And the spiritual gift inventory, the thing that papers back there about long somewhere, Larry Wanda's sitting there now, it's in that area right there. It's free. Take that. Go home, fill it out, find out where you are with God. It's amazing that some people have no idea where they are with God. You can ask people, what's your relationship with the Lord? Well, it's just, most of them will tell me it's just not, it's not, not like I want it. Well, 
Where are you? Where I can help you. You see, we're so backward when it comes to sharing Christ. But we are wide open when it comes to who's running for president or what the weather's going to do. You know, hey, we got all this stuff in our little smart aleck phone. Well, we, we just don't do it. We're, we're not alert. We, we're not paying attention to people. We don't, we don't pay any attention to witnessing. It's an everyday thing. I've been working this little boy. He's from Westminster here. I will not call his name. He's lost. About 30 years old. Got a family. I asked him, was he in church anywhere? He said, no. I asked him, did he know the Lord Jesus? He said, no. He said, I ain't never been... I never been taken to church. I just don't go. And I said, "Well, son, I'm pastor of First Baptist." And I said, "I said we'd love to have you, but I've worked with him now about three days, and uh, supposed to maybe before Good News Club see him again tomorrow. His name is Daniel. That's his first name. I won't give you the last. But I told him, I said, you know, that's a good Bible name." He said, yeah. I said, yeah. I said, in according to the Bible, Daniel was in a den of lions. And they should have killed him. But because God loved him and he was obedient to God, he just made a pillar out of them lions. Slept all night long. Yeah. I'm not trying to choke him, okay? I'm trying to feed him. I'm trying to lead him. So if you think about it, just pray for Daniel tomorrow. Well, last of all, if we're going to walk through this door, we've got to be available. Look at verse 25. Simply says, Not, do not, forsake the assembling of yourselves together as we are now, as the manner of some is. But, here's what he says we're to do. Exhorting one another. Lifting up one another. Building up one another. Praising God for one another. And so much the more should we be doing it as we see the day approaching. Now the day is the day of the Lord, okay? It's the return of Jesus. The door is open. Are we going to be available? You say, well, I, here, like Travis, I can't do anything. Listen, don't worry about your ability. Just worry about your availability. He will equip you. He will equip me. You know, it's amazing. You just, all you got to do is pick up a shovel and do this, or pick up a broom and do this. Would you stand right there and hand me a brick when I need it, or hand me a piece of a lumber when I need it? Being available is so important. If you're going to be available, you could be an advocate. You know, Jesus is our advocate. Between us and the Father, Jesus is our advocate. He is our lawyer, okay? He is our bridge. He is the one that answers for us to the Father, okay? So you could be an advocate. You could be there helping so somebody else can get the work done. The first sign that I saw of a camper on mission guy was a little video that Lan had 
And she simply said, you need to watch this. I watched it. This man was up on a, a ladder, and he said, imagine me. He said, I've been an office worker all my life. Here I am up a ladder holding a board so a finished carpenter can put it in place. Imagine that, he said. He said, I'm just making myself available. I'm an advocate. I'm one that goes between this and that to help someone else. And another thing that we need to be, when we, when we think about being available, we need to be accommodating, okay? He said, well, I had never done that before. Well, do it. Some of you ladies probably have never cooked this or that or the other. Do it. So it might make a mess. Well, do it anyway. You know, I don't, I don't love it for land's sake, but I love it for my sake. When the cake becomes a flop. I get the flop. And the flop just as good as the one that don't flop. Hey, I can eat that flop. I didn't say slop, I said flop. I can eat that. So listen, we need to make ourselves available and be active, be alert as to what's going on and be involved in Christian activities. I mean, I've just heard a few stories here and there and I'm excited about us uh, you know, getting out of here and getting into our, our new auditorium to give this back for activities that'll be going on. Yeah, it's going to cost us some money. So what? It's nothing but money. If you don't spend it, what good is it? Piled up in a bucket somewhere? I had a cousin. <laughs> I have a cousin. He buried his. He just buried it. Buried it out in an old barn in a jar. I didn't know that. But the barn burned. Barn burned. As far as I know, he's never found it. Barn burned. You know what glass does when it burns? It cracks. Whatever's in there, if it's paper, it burns. You know, it, it just be available, be alert, be, a, be ready for all kind of activities that's going on. Be a contributor. The door's open this morning for whosoever will. If you're lost, I invite you, I beg you to come to Christ. You can't be anything that Jesus wants you to be until you get right with him, okay? So I beg you, come. If you're lost, you need to be saved. You've already been saved. You're not what God wants you to be. Just come to the altar. Lord, what do you want me to do? God will speak to your heart if you're sincere. The door's open. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd be with our people. God, I thank you for them. I pray that you'd bless them today in a mighty way, that you'd strengthen and encourage them. For anyone who needs to come, if this word has spoken to anybody today, I pray that they will respond by coming to this altar or doing business with you, God. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his death, his, his burial, his resurrection. We thank you that he's soon to return while the door is open. Help us to walk through it with boldness, with courage to want to serve you in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to come. If you need to come, the altar is open. If you need to come, whatever your decision needs to be, if God's leading you to join here and you, you feel this is where God wants you, we invite you, we encourage you to come. So if we stand together for what number, Brother Mark?